What's up, everyone, and welcome into a special live edition of the Jack Vita Show. As per usual for these NFL playoffs, I'm joined right now live by Jordan Morandini. I'm back. You guys give me another week, Jack. Thanks for having me, man. People are always writing in and saying, I just love that Jordan. He's so great on the podcast. <laughs> I wish that were true. It is uh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll take the compliments if they're there. You never really know with you, though. You could be just messing with me. No, 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 no. It's like people are like, oh, man, if only Jordan was on more often or you guys did more of a regular show together. And, hey, maybe in the future this show blows up and we have, like, spinoff shows and we we do something (laughs) like that in the future. But at the very least, I like doing these regular segments where we get five weeks together once a week, NFL playoffs, MLB preview, whatever it is. Yeah, it seems like I'm like a start of the season guy and then an end of the season guy. <laughs> I, uh, I have little breaks, nice little off seasons in between. But uh, yeah, I'm here when uh, there's definitely stuff to discuss. Yeah, we'll take what we can get out of you. Oh, greetings to <laughs> Nate Smith. He's commenting. But guys, if you have comments, leave them in the chat. You want to ask us questions, we'll go for it. Uh, participation stuff going on right here uh, for those that are joining us live and greetings to those that are listening in the podcast feed if you're not able to catch this whole episode you can listen to it on a delay in the podcast feed tomorrow or uh, you'll also be able to find this video on the Facebook and YouTube channels uh, after it goes live so we got Nate Smith in the house he joined me a few weeks ago he was a great guest I don't think you listened to that one yet Jordan I have not heard that one yet, but Nate, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and then, uh, so we've had a really good week on the podcast. It's Valpo week. We had Tyree Thomas Jr. making his Jack Vita show debut on Monday. We recapped all the games. So that's, if you want to hear a recap of what we're, we've been last weekend, because that's not what we're doing today. Today we're previewing what we're going to see this upcoming weekend, but the deep dive, everything that happened. If you want to hear my thoughts on the Steelers, we won't do that today. We got out of my system. <laughs> Tyree Thomas episode on Monday, Andrew Stem episode on Tuesday, who uh, another Valpo guy. And we talk college football. Yeah, that's a nice lineup there. Great lineup. And then I'm here to close the door on the week. <laughs> which, Valpo, which Valpo alum is next, Jack? That's the question. Ooh, I don't know. Well, we TBD for Monday's episode. We'll see. But it, it could be Valpo. It could. It might not be. I got to figure that out. Gotcha. See if you can keep Valpo week going on. <laughs> <laughs> Valpo month, yeah. month of January. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Jordan, what'd you think, first and foremost, last weekend we had a very different wild card weekend. There were six games. To tell the truth, I think six is a little excessive. I didn't end up loving it. Did you love it? Um, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. I think it really worked out, Jack, the way we kind of thought it would. Um, with one side of things, the AFC being extremely entertaining in terms of that extra playoff team with the Colts. It ended up being a really nice game between them and the Bills uh, with Rivers with a chance to tie that game up right at the end there. Um, and then on the other side, you know, the, the Bears ended up sneaking in, but you got the kind of performance that you would kind of expect from an eight and eight playoff team. Um, so really moving forward, I mean, I, I think this is obviously something the NFL is doing moving forward. I think we touched on that last week. Um, I, 
I liked it in one game and I didn't like it in another. And I will say by <laughs> the third game on Sunday, like obviously I'd probably been on my couch from the day that from the second, the first game started on Saturday, but I worked out <laughs> Sunday morning. I was right back on the couch for the three games on Sunday. By that third Sunday game, I was a little worn down by about nine thirty, ten o'clock. And I mean, we kind of got, well, not you, but I got lucky in that aspect and where the Browns were up big. So I kind of, <laughs> Just turned it off, followed on my phone a little bit, and then called it a night. Well, I felt the same way. I was just, I was done. By that uh, second half of the Bears game, thank goodness that game was on Nickelodeon because it gave me something to watch. (laughs) If that was, Nance and Romo are terrific. I'll watch them every single week. But, I mean, that wasn't a great game. We were hoping it'd be a little better. But Nickelodeon, they did a great job with it, so that kept me entertained and Mitchell ended up somehow getting the Nickelodeon valuable player trophy so which it which is now on his pro football reference if you type <laughs> it in on Google now <laughs> that's great so, hey, he, even yeah, even though he lost a postseason game he got an award out of it so you gotta be happy about that if you're him some of the problems I have with this format though is it's just not very clean moving from wild card to division typically what you have is the 3-6 matchup happens on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then you know, because you reseed every round. Yep. So it's 3-6, and you have an idea, is it going to be, for instance, uh, what was our 3-6 this year, Jordan? Three, well, it would be, yeah, 3-6 this year was... Just give me one of them. Uh, let's see. That would be the Browns and Steelers was one of them. Okay, and that... So typically that would be on Saturday and the Steelers win that game. Now, you know, for certain that the one seed by the winner of four or five, mm-hmm. and then that game would be on Sunday. That game would then the one versus the four or five would be the following Sunday. Now, however, it's really up in the air. We have that three, six game happening. And because That's the last game of the weekend, last game of the weekend yeah. and two, seven can influence it. So you could really have any, number of opponents it gets really unclean and as a result of what we're going to see this weekend the baltimore ravens are getting one less day of preparation and rest than the buffalo bar yeah and i think that you kind of sensed that when you were watching these games last weekend too when you were watching both the bears saints game and then that uh brown steelers game is that i mean those were the determiners so we were literally waiting until those last final games five and six games fifth and six games to kind of see who was playing who. And I, I know fans, you know, Bills fans, they come out and win the first game of the weekend and they have to wait all the way until Sunday night <laughs> at 11 to know who they're playing next week. So, um, yeah, I think that definitely is a role in it. Um, and, yeah, just by the end of it, I, Jack, I'm not going to lie, it did feel a little long. Yeah. To me, it just felt a little long. It, um, but honestly, I mean, if this is the format moving forward, I'm not sure how you really shorten this because you obviously don't want the games overlapping. So, um, yeah, moving forward, I think it's just going to be very similar. And you got I guess you have to hope that the Sunday night game is a very good game to kind of keep people intrigued. I think the other thing that they're going to need to do with this thing is that they got to get rid of that hour in between all the games. Because typically, <laughs> if you're committing to <laughs> watching football all day, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're watching football all day. You're not going to move anywhere. And they had these like, by the second half of that Saints game, if the Steelers weren't playing and I wasn't doing an NFL podcast and I'm looking at a matchup of a, a big mismatch that ends up not being a good game, 
I might not watch. And I, I mean, the second half of that Saints game, I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I've watched football all weekend. And I got to wait another hour once this game ends for the next one to start. I think you got to just go boom, boom, boom from one game to the next. Yeah, and obviously that's probably tough given the scheduling because they definitely don't want the one game starting while, you know, if one goes to OT or something. So that's probably why they put in that extra hour. Um, but you're 100% right. I think the Ravens-Titans game specifically was a quick one and finished way too quick. And I looked at <laughs> and I looked at the schedule. I'm like, oh, my God, I have an hour and 20 minutes until <laughs> the Saints-Bears game kicks off. So, yeah, it, it, but again, scheduling-wise, that's going to be tough to change because you don't want any of those games overlapping at all. Did you just see Nate's comment? Can you read the comments? Trubisky, yeah, MVP. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Bama as the wild card. Add Bama as a wild card every year. <laughs> For the majority of years, at least the last couple of years, I might be able to compete a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. There was that long gap in between as I was waiting to turn on Nickelodeon and I had like an hour and a half or whatever. And I ended up using CBS All Access. Shout out to our sponsor. Go to jackvita.com slash CBS. They got like great stuff over there. And uh, my dad and I ended up watching in that little break that we had the Peruvian Puff Pepper episode of Drake and Josh, (laughs) if you remember that one. That's a classic. (laughs) Drake and Josh is a very, very good show, too. I don't know if I mentioned that in my top Nickelodeon shows last week. Well, but yeah, you better. Yeah, I think I have to adjust that ranking. <laughs> I don't remember how I ranked it, but Drake and Josh would definitely make the top five. Peruvian puff pepper. It was so funny because it's like, yeah, you can't use the Peruvian puff pepper in your salsa because it causes liver failure and chap lips. <laughs> They're using performance enhancers. Oh, uh, that's what you. That's what you got from that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great show. Great show. So go to jackvita.com slash CBS. You can watch every episode of Drake and Josh on there and a number hundreds of other great shows. They're rebranding. They had that new, uh, you weren't watching on Nickelodeon, were you? I only saw the highlights, the the slime highlight and some of the hit highlights. Um, but no, I wasn't specifically watching on Nickelodeon, no. <laughs> it was fun. They also included, for those who were watching on Nickelodeon, they had the first few minutes of this new spongebob show uh where it's centered around spongebob as a young child called camp coral that will be a cbs access cbs all access exclusive so jackvita.com slash cbs get your one week free trial if you want to get some uh good sports gear sports apparel go to jackvita.com slash fanatics anyway jordan we got a lot of sports to talk about today and uh let's get into these matchups let's start with Let's go chronological once again, that as we did last week. Works for me, Jack. Works for me. So, so yeah. you open up with the Packers and Rams, correct? Yeah, that will be at 3.35 p.m., obviously, in Green Bay on Fox. So uh, this could be an instance where we see the Buck Aikman doing two this weekend. Yeah, we talked about that last week. It's definitely <laughs> a possibility. Uh, Jack, this is a fun one. Honestly, it is a fun one Um, because the Rams last week put together a really nice upset over Seattle. And I think we both kind of had big concerns with Seattle heading into that game last week. I know you still picked them to win, but uh, we both didn't think that was a team that really had a chance to make a long run. The Rams upset there, uh, really dominant defensive performance from them. And now amazing dominant defense. That was great. 
yeah, elite, 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 and really backing up what they've been all year as they've been the number of defense in the, in the league. Um, Your boy, Nagy, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, and we're going to get there because he's got <laughs> a heck of a matchup his way this, this week. Um, but, yeah, so now they run into the buzzsaw that is the Green Bay Packers, um, who have been the number one off- scoring offense all season long. They probably have the MVP this year in Aaron Rodgers. And Jack, to be quite honest with you, last year's Green Bay team was 13 and three, right? Yeah. This one feels, I don't know if you feel the same way. I think this Green Bay Packers team feels a lot better than that 13. I would agree. Team yes. A year ago. And I think really what it comes down to is how Aaron Rodgers is playing from year one to year two in Matt LaFleur's system. He's really, really put it all together. Um, and they're really running on all cylinders. Aaron Jones had a heck of a season out of the backfield. Devontae Adams, I mean, he put up numbers that probably can be considered top three, maybe the best receiver in football this year. Um, he's about as unguardable as any guy in the league right now. So that's where that this comes into play. I think if the Rams have any chance here, you're going to have to see kind of that same dominant defensive performance. Aaron Donald's coming in banged up. I know he was banged up towards the end of that game. It's a rib issue. I don't know if he has cracked ribs, but I saw he's banged up. (laughs) He hasn't been practicing much. Uh, But McVay did say he'll be good to go. But you have to wonder, you know, will he be as effective as he can be? And then really, Jack, I think the matchup to watch, the fun matchup to watch is going to be Ramsey and Devontae Adams all all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and we talked last week with Ramsey and Beth. Ramsey and Devontae is a whole different aspect because Devontae is such a better route runner than Metcalf is. Uh, And I think a lot of it's going to come down to how physical they allow Ramsey to be with him because if if Devontae is allowed to be touch much, he has some of the quickest feet in the league and is one of the best route runners. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Do we have a weather forecast? Can we call Anthony Franz and have him be our <laughs> guest meteorologist? Is, it, is there snow on the ground? You know anything, Jordan? I don't know anything. Jack, would you agree that if there is snow on the ground, that's big advantage Green Bay? Absolutely, 100%. I th- yeah, I think 100%. I mean, we saw the Titans come to Green Bay, and it was there was snow on the ground, and I mean, that was a clinic by the Packers. I think they ended up winning like 42 to 14 or something. Rodgers is built to play in the snow. I don't think golf with a broken thumb will look great if there's snow on the ground. No, unfortunately (laughs) not. Unfortunately not. Interesting set of circumstances. Jared Goff with that thumb injury and John Wolford not being able to play. Blake Bortles, a familiar (laughs) face of yours, will be... I've been tossing this in the chat all week long. He will be suiting up on uh, Saturday. Yeah, and he'll be the backup quarterback. So if anything happens to Goff, if Goff isn't playing well with that thumb, you never know. And I do have to, I mean, playoff portals is a thing. <laughs> it's true. It's been a thing. He's two, He has a winning record in the playoffs in his career, 2-1, and one, um, and did put up 45 in Pittsburgh in a playoff game. So he, he, he can put together a nice little playoff performance. I don't know if he can score enough points to keep up with the Green Bay Packers offense here, though. Yeah, John Wolford, they looked better with him in there than they did yeah. off uh, for the last couple of weeks, really, because he got in there for week 17, led him to victory. Their offense yeah. looked more dynamic. They're so limited with, I mean, he's got a broken thumb on his throwing hand. That's I know, and it looks like it, too. Like last week, he was very inaccurate, a lot of throws, he's just missing throws all over the field. Yeah, and with Wolford, too, I mean, he, they were running a lot of bootlegs, so Wolford was kind of out and moving and stuff. Um, with Goff, you don't really get much of that because he's not a very mobile guy either. 
Um, you have to think, Jack, if there's a chance that they're able to pull off this up that upset, the defense is going to have to play extremely, extremely well. And I, I would think Cam Akers is going to have to have a big day out of that backfield for the Rams. Uh, he'll have to set the table. He'll kind of have to, you know, win the line of scrimmage big time and kind of be able to trust that run game. Because I really, I, I'm not sure how many plays Goff's going to be able to make through the air. I'll also say they did what they did against Seattle's offense. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's offense is a different animal. That's much harder to handle. Yeah, and especially with the level Rodgers is playing too. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's playing really as well as he's played in this league this year. I mean, the easiest four touchdown games of his life this year. So, yeah, I mean, I think the spread, Jack, on this is Green Bay six and a half, minus six and a half. That's correct. I'm going to take the Packers to cover there. I think they win. Dang it. You are as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping we'd differ. I'm going to take them uh, 31-17. All right, I got 27-17, so we both are in that. Rams are not putting up more than 17 points, I guess. Do you think this is the type of game where the Rams stick around in the first half and then the halftime adjustments kind of put it together for Green Bay? Yeah, I think it can be a relatively interesting game, but not the type of back-and-forth close game. I think the defense can hang in there enough, and if the defense or special teams can give them some points or give them some field position, that's going to be key for them to win game because they're not going to get it on offense. Yeah, and while Ramsey is that lockdown man-to-man corner and you want to see him on Devontae all all, uh, all week game, they do often run a lot of zone. The Rams ran some zone last week too, so there's going to be opportunities for Devontae to kind of get away from Ramsey here and there. I wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers and company are able to take advantage. I'm going to see my note sheet here. What did I put on here? The last time these two teams played, do you know? No, no, I don't. 2018. It's been two and a half years. Week eight. Okay. Who won the matchup? That would be the Rams won that game, and they got off to an 8-0 start. This was their eighth victory. That, that was, okay. And then they lost, I think, to the Saints the following week. But uh, They won that game 29-27. And that was a t- completely different Packers team. That Packers team went 6-9-1. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the uh, it, it swung a bit the Packers' way heading into this matchup yeah. in terms of the quality play on, their, on the roster. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else on that one? Are you ready to move along? Uh, I mean, really just how effective Aaron Donald is going to be able to be. He's banged up. And I believe somebody else got banged up late in that Cooper game. Cup is questionable, so according to Cooper, Nate Smith here. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's who I was going for. Yeah, he got banged up late in that game. Um, so him, I mean, obviously he's kind of golf safety net, so that's a big key. He needs to be hundred percent. He's got to be good to go if the Rams are going to be able to put up some points. Nate is our Adam Schefter here with all these injury <laughs> reports in the comments. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't been looking, but I'll pull him up. <laughs> he also said that it's going, it's snowing today, sleet tomorrow, maybe a little snow on Saturday. Little snow on Saturday. Okay. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Saturday evening. So this is our 7:15 start time on NBC. Buffalo Bills hosting the Baltimore Ravens. I want to go back to that original point. I don't think it's right that the Ravens have one less day at prep for this. They should get a full week. It's a playoff game. Yeah, that is odd. And are they the only team here? They uh the Browns? No, the Browns. Yeah, this is the only one. It, it would be the yeah, Bucks, right? Yeah, but the right? Bucks are 
the Bucks would ha- have the extra day, but they're going on the yeah, road. Well, the Saints had, yeah. It's, so the Bucks had an extra yes. day, but the Saints still got a full week. Got, That's they the still thing. Got a Just week. give them got a full got, week. Don't have gotcha. anyone playing. One, like give everyone should have a full week. I think. Gotcha. Yep. I see where you're going with that. Yep. Um, I will say, Jack. I think the two Saturday night matchups this week make a lot of sense to me. Those are the two best matchups. Um, so they kind of did a better job scheduling the games. I think me and you both had a, a couple gripes yeah. with the way the games were kind of laid out last weekend. Um, but I do think the two best games, at least best matchups, is not necessarily end up being the two best games. But uh, the two best matchups are the night games. Jack, I love this matchup. <laughs> I absolutely love this matchup. Uh, the spread is Bills two and a half, that's minus correct. two and a half, and it, I mean, and that's pretty much a pick 'em there, right? Because they're at home, so really, it's almost the rolling the Ravens' way a little bit, a half a point. It, this, this is going to be tough because the Ravens' defense, while they did shut down the Titans, if you can stop Derrick Henry, that kind of puts a little damper on the Titans' offense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without saying too much, there, I mean. Um, <laughs> Which makes this a little bit of a flip-flop because the Bills don't run the football at all, but Josh Allen has kind of been as a top three, top four quarterback in the league this year. Um, so a couple keys, I think the Ravens' defensive line, while they did a fantastic job against the run last week, they're going to need to be able to get to Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen's going to have to take care of the football in this game. I think that's a big one. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting thing to follow. And then the Ravens secondary, uh, Marlon Humphrey got beat by AJ Brown a couple times last week. Stefan Diggs is kind of in that same category that elite receiver, probably a better receiver than AJ Brown. Not, maybe not as physical, but, um, probably a better receiver. He, that he, I mean, he's a matchup problem. So that's definitely something to follow too. So there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple things with this Ravens defense, I think to follow Jack. And a lot of it is going to be on the shoulders of John to be able to make enough plays. This is a great matchup because you have two quarterbacks from the same draft. Anytime you have that, mm-hmm. that's a story in itself. That's a great story. Yeah. Well, yeah. And let's see. I mean, how many quarterbacks from that draft? Baker was in Baker's that draft Baker's in that well, draft. Right? He's playing playoff football. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got uh, – I'm trying to think of the other guy. There's one name I'm saving to say. Oh, Sam Darnold is sitting at home right now, and Josh <laughs> Rosen might be homeless at this Rosen, point. Got, got it. And <laughs> Rosen and Darnold were both picked, and of course Baker were picked ahead of. Well, well where was Josh Allen? Josh Allen might have been ahead of. He was Rosen. ahead of Rosen. Okay, so he's got number it. three. Okay. Got it. Okay, so there it is. I mean, yeah, you're seeing quarterbacks of the 2018 class now take a big jump. I mean, this is where you kind of want those guys on the rookie deals to be able to make the plays um, and to be able to take advantage of that rookie quarterback deal. And both these teams have been able to. I'm happy for Lamar, by the way. You know, I am never going to be you're not going to find me with a Ravens jersey on anytime (laughs) uh, in my lifetime. But I was happy for him. I don't like it when we do this whole thing about, well, he can't win a big game. It's like, well, he's had two opportunities. Like, come on. And he won this an is, MVP. <laughs> he won MVP, and this is year three for him, right? Three, this is, yeah, yeah. His third year. Yeah. So come on, like calm down, cool yeah. it, take it easy with that. Yeah. Happy and that I, he won that game. Yeah, and to be able to do it and kind of get revenge too on the Titans who sent them home last year. I mean, that has to be a, a yeah. really nice feeling. I mean, we saw the. Emo- I mean, those two teams did not like each other. <laughs> There's some serious emotion between those two teams, um, and it, it was fun to watch. Honestly, it was a battle. Where are you going with this game, Jack? This, to me, I think is the toughest game 
um, to kind of put together here and, and try and figure out which way I want to lean. It's a tough draw for the Bills. It's not a good reward for being the two seed that they are playing this Baltimore team, which earlier it looked like they're probably going to Steelers. And to be <laughs> fair, I would rather, if I was the Bills, I would rather play the Steelers 100%, right 100%. than the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to go there, yeah. No <laughs> but, doubt about it. Baltimore Ravens have won their last six games. Bills have won their last seven games. Something's got to give here. It's going to be really exciting to watch two teams that are both red hot right now. Young quarterbacks with a lot to prove. A lot of good stories. Probably not the first, not the last time we're going to see these guys clash in a playoff game in their careers. This is only year three for them. Lamar won MVP last year. Allen's going to get MVP votes this year. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that I'm excited about. The last time, again, I was kind of curious looking at the last time some of these teams have met. So the last time they met was last season. The Bills won that game 24-17. Bills are a different, different animal this year. Very different. You get Josh Allen some receivers, the third year of his development. He's really doing stuff. Honestly, I was getting ready when I but before that Steelers game. I'm thinking the Steelers are going to win this game, and uh, of course we know yeah. what happened. But I was thinking I might pick Baltimore up against Kansas City. I really like that matchup. I think that this red hot team, and we'll talk Kansas yeah. City in a little bit. Not a good draw for them because honestly, the thing is, Jordan, I like the Bills more than anybody on the AFC side. So you're leaning those way here. Is that what I'm, I'm going Bills. I got 24-17 Bills. Got it. Okay. I mean, look, I've been back and forth with this game, to be quite honest with you, because both of these defenses, well, really the Ravens defense has played well for the majority of the year. The Bills defense was kind of shaky, and then they've gotten healthier as the year has gone on. They have a lot of key guys back. Matt Milano missed a couple games there in the middle of the season. He's back and healthy. Their secondary is healthy, and their secondary is a playmaking secondary with Tredavious White and Jordan Poyer and those guys. While Lamar Jackson did win that playoff game last week, he didn't do much jack with his arm. (laughs) He didn't do much with his arm. The big play that he made in that game was with his legs, and that, again, kind of worries me. I still think you have to be able to make play of the air to win playoff games, and I think I trust Josh Allen more, especially through the air. And, I mean, he makes plays with his legs, too. But I trust Josh Allen more through the air than I do. And then Lamar, and I mean, having a Diggs is, can be the difference there, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so the Ravens, Ravens are always kind of poaching receivers here and there. They never yeah, really have yeah. a guy that they draft and turns into a stud. Well, and that's the one thing that they're really missing with this team. I mean, yeah. I would love to see Lamar with a number one. I think that needs to be one of their priorities moving forward. But I, Jack, I hate to agree with you here, but I am leaning the Bills, <laughs> Bills way. Um, being, at home, being at home helps too. Uh, I will say being at yeah. home helps. But, uh, I mean, the Ravens are kind of taking that underdog type feel. Um, and they got a lot of veteran guys on that roster. So I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I think it's going to be the game of the weekend. Um, and I, yeah, probably. And I like the Bills 31-28 in a good one. 31-28. Okay. So a little more points than I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So that would be, I guess that would be, it's two and a half Bills. So we're both taking, we're yep. giving the points. Yep. And mine are, I have the Bills by seven, I guess. Okay. Honestly, Jordan, I think that this weekend the games are 
fine, but there's not really a great game. This could be, this is probably the best one, but it's like an eight out of a 10 at its height. I think two of the games, and it's really the two night games, and we'll get to yeah. the, the second one. I think those are the intriguing ones. The other two, I could very easily see them leaning one way big time. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll I'm see. just hoping we're building up to something really great next yeah. weekend. That'd be the, that'd and, be a And with a lot of the, I mean, the quarterbacks that we have left, it's looking like it really might be that way. <laughs> so then we have on Sunday, we have the uh, Browns up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting scenario for the Chiefs. They essentially are taking some of their guys basically got two weeks off because they rested yep. a bunch of guys week 17. They lost. Including them. Mahomes. So Mahomes yeah. hasn't played since week 16. He hasn't played since week 16. Those seven straight victories, their last seven games that they've won, which were, you know, they won seven consecutive to that loss, all decided by Mm -hmm. one score. There's something about this Chiefs team that it just sort of feels like they're sleepwalking a little bit. Like, they got that championship hangover. I agree. And then you look at the schedule and you're like, wait, they're sleepwalking and they're 14 and one. (laughs) (laughs) They have a switch that they can flip whenever they need to flip that switch. Well, here's a key stat, I think, and I think this is very important for this Chiefs. While they are 14 and one, they've been sleepwalking, 4 0 against playoff teams. Um, So I think that's something where then they're the only team without a loss against playoff team remaining in this playoffs. Um, so while maybe the margins haven't been where you would want to see them for a one seed, who's kind of the favorite to be back in the Super Bowl and maybe win the Super Bowl, they're still winning the football games. And I think that's really what comes, come, what it comes down to. Um, while I do have a little rust worry here, I, I hate to say this, but I think the Chiefs got an absolute blessing with how that Sunday night football game went. Yeah. Um, Much better play the Browns than the Ravens. You're 100% right, because the Ravens have that type of offense, which I think really could give the Chiefs some problems, because Chiefs defensively aren't great. Um, They have playmakers, but they're not great. Um, And I think that the Ravens coming in there, as hot as they are, that would have been a game that maybe would have worried Chief fans. But you get Baker which I'm not going to lie, we're gifted 14 last week to open up that. Yeah, I can't say it. I've never seen a team gifted seven the way that game started. Oh, well, the only one I can think of was that Super Bowl with the Broncos and the Seahawks with the bad mm-hmm. snap. But that was a safety. I don't think yeah. that was a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I think the Browns are able to put up points in this game. Um, look, they have a great run game. Nick Chubb's phenomenal. Kareem Hunt looked great last week. He was kind of slumping as the year went on. Yeah. But he looked great. Uh, he looked great last week. And Baker made the throws. Baker actually really has had, or I guess not really, he has had only one pick since their bye. 14 touchdowns, one pick. So he's playing good football. Um I think they'll put up points in this matchup. My worry is, apart from the Titans, the, the Browns have the second worst defense remaining in this playoffs, or really in the playoffs as a whole. Um, and it's a bottom 15, bottom 10 defense. So my worry here is Mahomes is going to have his way. They've had two weeks now to kind of implement some stuff playbook wise. Tyreek and Kelsey are coming in, and they're both 100%, not banged up at all. Um, I think the Chiefs put up a big number here, and I think the Browns. I think the Browns put up points. And what's the spread? Ten on this. Ten. Ten points. Ten. I could see it. Maybe a backdoor cover by the Browns with kind of a late score. Um, Is that what you're going with? Yeah, I'm gonna go 30, 30, 
10's <laughs> a, a big number for a playoff game. 38, 20, eh. No, 35, 27. 35, 27. Okay, so I don't have as many points. Okay. I'm thinking more the Browns, the path to victory in this game is run, 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 time of possession, control the clock. I think this could be a game where you're looking at it at half and you're saying like, oh my gosh, the Browns are up 13-10 or (laughs) 13-7. And then that switch flips. I have on here, let's see, what did I say? I had... 24 16 Chiefs. Wow, that's low scoring for a, a Chiefs team again. Well, a Chiefs against the Browns, really the Browns. Browns put up points. They can't. Yeah, I think the thing is, um, what I'm looking at is you gotta run the ball. And if you can if you can t- control time of possession, there's not going to be a lot of scoring. Interesting. Yeah, my my only thought is, I mean, even if you're able to run the ball, I mean, we saw it kind of in that AFC title game last year where the Titans were up and they had Henry and he was running the football. Chiefs can score 14 in a span of about 340. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with Tyreek and some of those other speedsters, it becomes really dangerous. I I, I can see this being, a, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. Um, it could also be an absolute blowout. Like- it could, but... You know, with the, the playmakers on the Browns, I think they have enough to kind of hang around, maybe. Uh, I want to or, be respectful to my divisional rivals here. I, I respect, hey, especially after what they put together last week. Yeah. I think, I think you, you got to tip the cap over there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it, I think 10 is a good number for this game because I think it'll be right around 10. It'll come down to a late round score or something that'll determine <laughs> which side wins this. Um, but yeah, I think they're able to backdoor cover here, but the Chiefs win the game. I also want to say that Baker, you were touching on Baker earlier. Mm-hmm. He made some plays when they needed yeah. him to make plays down the yeah. stretch of that game. He did yeah. not play well in the middle of the game. Yeah, there were a couple he, three and outs there where Browns fans had to be a little nervous. He closed it out nicely, and yeah. I got to give him some props for that. Yep. That, yeah, and, and for him, I mean, that game was a huge, huge win. Um, that'll, that'll do wonders for this, this team. Even if they lose this week, that's something to gain upon a win at Pittsburgh like that. Right. Yeah. And so anything else with this game that we should be keeping an eye on? Anything uh, Nate did mention there's 16,000 fans at Arrowhead this week as well. That's a, that's a big number. There were, that'll be fun. What, six, 7,000 at the, the Bills stadium last week. And yeah. And I mean, it looked like there were people in seats. So you double almost triple that. And all right, it'll be loud. <laughs> I just want to see more Nickelodeon cardboard cutouts at all. these games. <laughs> Arnold there. I want to see Otto Rocket. I want to see SpongeBob, Patrick, you name it. I didn't see any of those. Oh, <laughs> Was that that specific game? They had they, they had cutouts of all these classic characters and they had so many great references to old Nick shows. Like uh, Nate Burleson, by the way. He said was, Nate Burleson was fantastic on that. He was great. Yeah. yeah. He's underrated. Yeah, he's a good broadcaster. I like him a lot. Don't hear him on games too much, but he was the perfect guy to call that game. And they were pulling out references like, oh, man, this would be if the Bears win this game, this would be as big an upset as Josh beating Mindy Crenshaw in the science fair. <laughs> Stuff like that. Well, I mean, that's one way to get kids involved. That, that's a correlation they'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like it was smart because they knew that there were going to be a lot of yeah. millennials such as me that were going to tune in. 
and be interested. So they had some callbacks to the old shows. They had stuff for the new shows. It was great. I hope they do that every year. I really think there's a lot of potential with children's uh, like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon covering the dunk contest or something like that. Like they're fun all-star game activities. They could uh, provide additional streams on the kids channels. Yeah, it might be a way to, and I, I think you'll see it pretty consistently now. With It seemed like it was a pretty big success, um, so I'm sure they'll look to expand it, whether it's regular season next year for a game or two, or, yeah, like you mentioned, all-star activities, whatever it is. I think it's something to grow upon. Absolutely. And our final game of the weekend we have on Sunday. Now, this is this is a big one, Jordan. This is, the, this is a very important game in the grand scheme of things because – you know, we look at the Chiefs and the Browns, and let's say the Chiefs were to somehow drop that game. The Browns aren't winning a Super Bowl this year. It's not happening. Um, it would ruin the Chiefs season, but this <laughs> we're right here. We're looking at two potential NFC champions, and man, I'm so excited for the uh, the third installment of the Saints and the Bucks. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really fun to look at this matchup. Jack, last week we talked about Titans-Ravens and how it was kind of that third matchup in a calendar year, and it's really hard to beat a team three times. Oh, yeah. And me and you both thought the Titans would beat a team three times. <laughs> <laughs> this one, to me, I mean, there's so much on the line here, right? With Do we Reed. learn anything, Jordan? Yeah, I, I think I learned something. I don't know about <laughs> you. Um but with the, there's so much on the line here with Breeze because I think Brady, I think we're pretty sure. I mean, Brady's playing at an elite, elite level. I think he's already mentioned he wants to play a couple more years. He's probably going to be back regardless of the outcome of this game. Breeze, on the other hand, I don't know about you. I'm getting the sense that this very well could be his last go at it. It's um, hard to picture him not being there. That's the thing. I know. It's I know. really weird. I know. And it's going to be, I mean, it's even more interesting given the cap situation with the Saints, where it's almost like given their cap this year and how it looks next year, they're almost counting on them not to be there because that's what clears up the 25, 30 mil um, that they'd have to pay him, obviously, for him to be back. There's so much on the line here in that aspect. Um, and obviously, the Saints blew out the Bucks the last time these two teams played, right? And Brady was awful. Yeah. Um, but that Brady. Was- that was a very different chapter of this book. Yes, a very different chapter. But now all of a sudden, um, and I think that might, was it the first game AB played? It might have been. Yeah, if if it wasn't the first one, it was maybe the might second. have been the first game. Yeah. But now you've seen them kind of come into form, right? AB's kind of has his role. Evans and Godwin are more involved. Well, Evans always was, but Godwin also has been more involved kind of as the year has gone on. Specifically, he was very involved last week. This Bucks team just feels like to me they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, offensively, they're they're a juggernaut, and then on the defensive side of the ball, the Bucks D's put together a very nice season. Um, Jordan, the offensively, they remind me. I'll make a uh, a parallel to the world of entertainment. You ever see one of those all star movies, such as The Expendables? There's that movie, The Expendables, where it was like Sly Stallone. And uh, who else was in that movie? They had like pretty much (laughs) all the huge action stars of yesterday Mm -hmm. and they put them all together and they made a movie. And uh, Nate, if you know, maybe Nate can help us out here as our chef D expendables who was in the expendables. But 
the thing with that was like, here are all these guys coming together, and it's like Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and these guys are just coming together. They still got it. Yeah, and it, it's it's been a slowly but surely type deal <laughs> this year, Jack, because uh, their offense was very shaky for a while. Their Gronk wasn't involved at all. Godwin wasn't involved at, at all. And they've kind of put it all together and found their roles as the year has gone on. Um, and then on the Saints side of things, you kind of get that same feel, right? Michael Thomas all of a sudden is back and, and played very well last week. Obviously, Kamara behind Henry probably and maybe Dalvin Cook had a top three running back type year. Um, and Breeze is playing solid football. This is a tough one, Jack. This is a lot like the Ravens and Bills where it's kind of <laughs> you're just going back and forth and you're like, eh, well, it's the play at the end of the game. I think the Bucks finally get past the Saints here. Um, I can very well see this game coming down to a last minute, a two-minute drill. Um, and I think if the ball is in Tom Brady's hands, I think he does enough. Um, and being in a dome like that too, you know, it's always helped Breeze throughout his career. I wouldn't be surprised if Brady's able to put together a really nice performance there. Um, this one, I can see this being a little bit more low scoring because these are two pretty solid defenses, the quarterbacks. Um, I think 24-21 bucks in this one 24-21 24-21 okay so i also picked the bucks i think that the rule of three it's really it's, hard look we bet against it last week i'm not doing it again <laughs> <laughs> so you're going with a push because the three-point spread oh no because no it's saints three yeah it's saints three. yeah yeah okay so all right yeah rule of three i also just think that the bucks are coming together nicely what did we say about the Saints last week? They didn't look great in the first half of that game. They could have. You kind of let them ha- hang around, kind of like we were worried about with them. Yeah. Really. You know, you let the Bears hang around, one whistle doesn't go your way, and all of a sudden the Bears are able to pull an upset. I mean, the Bears just didn't make any plays. Yeah. And <laughs> if Wims catches that ball, or Darnell yeah. Moody is in the slot instead, and he catches that. Maybe and, it's a different game. Yeah. Just a, one of these three things, because there was that thing, there was the. Uh, Really questionable, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty yeah. pushed him back 15 yards. And then there was also, in addition to that, there was an interception that they overturned that they ended yep. up. Yeah. One yeah. of those three things plays well, out. And, the, and it was a 7 3 game at the end of the first half. Despite and the, all of that, it was a 7 3 game. And the, Bears, the and the Bears had the ball with a minute and 40 seconds and two timeouts and decided to run the ball three yeah. times. <laughs> it's like if that doesn't say enough about your quarterback and how you feel about your quarterback, I mean, just let let the guy try and put together some points that you're you want to get to the half down seven three is that, and that's that's exactly what they did. So yeah, I mean there were there were multiple things in that first half that didn't go the Bears' way or they chose not to go their way, um, and it ended up it ended up costing them because the Saints were able to put together it in you know a point to them. They put together a really nice second half to close out the Bears. They did, but it didn't put to rest my concerns with that team. I want to see them come out. I want to see them win this game big. I don't want to see what I saw in the first half. The Bears shot themselves in the foot. Bears lost that game. Now, the Saints, technically, they did win that game. Okay, they they won it, but they didn't do it in an overly impressive manner. I want to see a little more. 
I'm again, we saw it down the stretch. We saw a couple of those losses, Eagles game. They lost the Chiefs as well. I'm not sold on the Saints. I'm also not sold on them in the playoffs. I talk about this a lot. I feel like I'm a broken record, but we've seen this, you know, the last three years. And this would be, again, this would be an opportunity. If they win this game, then maybe I look at them a little differently next week. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll never buy in. I, I just, I don't know, but I'm not buying the Saints. I'm not doing it. I'm buying Tom Brady, the uh, best football player of our lifetimes. And, uh, no well, reason to, yeah. And he, he's quietly played like the best quarterback in football the past six weeks. Yeah. I mean, he's lighting it up. <laughs> Tom's putting together a really, really nice. I, I sent in the numbers, I think, to one of our chats. I think you're in that chat today. I don't have him with me right now, but he's put together, I think it's 17 touchdowns and one pick in his last, what is it? Six, seven, games. Yeah. So he's put together a fantastic run. And Jack, I think the fun part of this too is if the Packers are able to win that first game on Saturday, the winner of this plays Aaron Rodgers. Like you get this quarterback matchup, and then the winner of this plays Rodgers, and then maybe the winner of that plays Mahomes. Oh, like it, yeah. That's where it gets really, really fun. Um, and that's what you want to see kind of late in these. We always beg for me and you on this podcast, <laughs> always were like, I want this quarterback matchup, this quarterback matchup. We have a chance now with the four remaining guys, including Mahomes with the, the three on the NFC side, where it could be a really, really uh, kind of legendary end to a playoffs for one of these guys if you're able to make a run like this and beat these quarterbacks. Yeah, it really could. And going back to what we're talking about with Tom, this is interesting because a lot of times we see these super teams assemble and then they don't do anything. And what was really interesting was I felt like I was hearing more about this team is probably going to flop and not actually put it together than I was hearing about such as your uh, 2019 Philadelphia Phillies. Where, <laughs> Why do we have to go here? <laughs> I, I need a parallel. I'm sorry. It's You're fair. For it. It's fair. That's fair. And it's like, okay, yeah, Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the Bucks, there was a lot of like, oh, I heard more people. And part of it was also reactionary to the fact that they didn't have a preseason and what happened in week one. There are a lot of people that are like, Bilicek is going to win this divorce and the Patriots are going to be better than the Bucks. And yeah. it was painfully wrong. We talked about last year when we saw that last game with Brady, we're like, is this at the end for him? Is this the end with him and the Patriots? I personally never thought he'd leave. I, it was hard for me to believe yeah. what happened, but we said Tom can keep playing. You got to give him some weapons. There were no weapons last year. There's weapons galore on this team. And, uh, yeah, I think he's really silenced. I mean, how can you ever argue that he's a system quarterback after this year? You can't. You can't argue. And I think the thing, too, is, I mean, he's averaging almost 10 yards in a 10 or 10 yards per pass play. Um, the thing that, yeah, for me is I don't think any quarterback's having success with that New England <laughs> core of offensive playmakers. You know, it's just like who who can throw to Nikhil Harry as his number one? Um, and I think that's really come into fruition here with Brady, you know, just needing one, needing two weapons to really put together. And, you know, the washed stuff, it's kind of the same. And I, I don't want to bring NBA into it, but I will. It's kind of the same. You heard LeBron. People were saying LeBron's right. washed. Washed king is what he ran with all year long. And he wins the ring last year. And now, you know, you have the whole offseason. Brady's washed. And he's put together a really, really nice year with all these guys. 
Nate says that the Saints win because he doesn't want to play the Bucks again. Love a concerned Packers fan. <laughs> I mean, I think regardless of who wins this game, it's going to be a tough matchup um, against Green Bay. I mean, anytime you can get Brady and Bell or Brady and Breeze headed, one of the two headed your way in the playoffs, that's tough. I think the Bucks beat the Packers the last time the Bucks won the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Did they? Harv, yeah. I think so. Nate might be able to help us with yeah, that. I can't, one. I can't recall. <laughs> anyway, I got the Bucks winning this one 31 21, actually. I think it will. 31 21. So this one has the potential to be a great game. I think it'll be a good game, but I could see the Bucks start to pull away late in that game. That's a huge. So you have a 13 point swing on the spread there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have Bucks. I have Bucks 24. What I go? 24 21. I think it's going to be a good matchup, though. It's in New Orleans. Breeze always plays well in the in the in the dome. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, Nate also was able to help us out with the Expendables. Here are some names for the Expendables: <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jason Statham, Wesley Snipes, Dolph Lundgren, Terry Crews, Jet Li. So, yeah, that's a lineup. <laughs> you got a lot of action heroes in this offense with Gronk and AB. Was the Expendables and... a good movie or a bad movie, Jack? I don't know if I, I ever saw it. I honestly never saw it. I just okay. saw the trailer and was like, man, that trailer made it look sick. See, I thought that's where you were going. I thought you were saying it was a stacked lineup and then the movie didn't deliver or something <laughs> along those lines. That would be, you know, I'm trying to think of a movie that I thought the cast was really good and then the actual movie wasn't very good. Um, takers is one that comes to mind that was that weird it's like a bank robbery movie and uh ti was in it right after he got out of jail or no ti wasn't in it chris brown was in it but ti did the music for the movie i don't think i saw that movie actually there were a lot of like i re- i just remember there were a lot of hip-hop guys at that time around 2010 i was like oh this will be cool to see all these guys because i used to i used to as you know i was like 2000s rap guy i wasn't like <laughs> yeah. 2010s rap guy um, but maybe that movie alone killed 2000s rap. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end. That was the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Is there a movie that you saw outstanding cast? And yeah, I'm trying to think like, of one. Um, American hustle was like good. Not great. I don't watch a lot of movies. That's my problem here. Um, I, I, I like like a span of like six, seven movies. And those will be the six <laughs> I watch every time I'm watching a movie. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't know. I, I I don't often see a movie where I'm like, that was a bad movie, though. <laughs> yeah, you're not overly critical. No, <laughs> no. Well, it's just I think it's because I don't watch many movies, so that like when I actually do see a movie, I'm like, yeah, it was decent. <laughs> That's all right. Nate answered for us. I'm so glad Nate was joining us. Maybe next week we can have him phone in at the end of the show, and he can be <laughs> like the uh, when they used to do on. PTI with um, the guy who hosts around the horn now, Tony. What's his Real- name? Reality? Yeah, Reality, where he was stat boy and he'd bring on the corrections. He could come on. Oh, and- yeah, oh, yeah. Where we were right, where we were wrong. <laughs> I really want to know, Nate, if um, the Bucks played the Packers in 02 playoffs. That's, that's what I want to know before we go. But he said longest yard, the new longest yard. He's not a fan of it. Is that the Adam Sandler one? Yeah. Oof, I, I was a fan of that. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. Nelly was the running back, and you had Michael Irvin, and uh, oh, there was Stone Cold was like the the nemesis on the other team. Uh, I thought it was a fun movie. I mean, it wasn't like a great movie, but it's I, I thought it was a good movie. 
Is Terry Crews in that one too? I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, that that's a stacked line. Like that movie has a lot of big names. I'm trying to think of some of the Chris Rock was in that movie, right? Oh, Nate corrected. He is in fact a fan of that one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what okay. you're saying, Nate. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I don't know if I've ever really heard anybody say that was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> no that's one of the characters oh movie. is it yeah okay yeah it's been a while since i've seen it <laughs> you always got to protect your mcnuggets <laughs> you don't remember that line no. <laughs> i haven't seen it in a long time i just remember it's a good movie <laughs> all right well i think we pretty much summed up everything for this weekend is there anything else that we didn't get to that you wanted to get to there's four games instead of six this weekend, Jack. <laughs> so get your workouts in before, what is it, three, <laughs> three and two o'clock. Get ready to sit on the couch for, what, six, seven hours. I think we're I think we're set up for a nice weekend. I really do. I think we're going to have some really fun games the weekend after. You know what? I got a great message here from your pal CJ that I want to read right now. Go ahead. He said, I feel bad for you. First, the Cubs became a generally unlikable team. Now the Steelers are falling into it. <laughs> the Cubs, maybe not as much. The Steelers, like, I don't think a lot of people like to steal. Your boy Juju and company, the TikTok stars, aren't, uh, aren't a popular uh, hit in the NFL right now. They did not play the Packers in 2002. Oh, so the Packers must have lost before that. I just remembered far of that year and i think the giants were really good and that was the year that we had the really weird uh play at the end of that 49ers giants game do you remember that one the botched snap on the field goal and then there was there was uh so they threw the ball downfield and it, it was a pass interference and the refs ruled that it was an ineligible man downfield and then the next day they said no we got that call wrong and they Classic. 49ers were down like 24 at the half in that game. They came back and won. That was the Jeff Garcia days. Got it. Oh, wow. So what, all the way back in like 02, 03? Oh, yeah, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. 02. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's all no, I, I don't remember. I, mean, was eight, I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even play my first fantasy matchup. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, oh, they played each other in the regular season. All right. Well, Anyway, Jordan, this was a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us. I'm going to wrap things up real quick. So we got some good content coming out next week. Guest TBD. Not sure who's going to join me on Monday, but I will be speaking with someone on Monday. We'll recap the divisional round. Jordan, you want to do this again next week? We'll see if we can pull it off. (laughs) And if not, I I think... I think Chase would be an interesting fill-in. Okay, <laughs> we, we can get a fill-in. It, it, yeah. it, I was disappointed that you're uh, so busy. At work. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the college days anymore where right. we broadcast the game, we go to two Oren classes, and we call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> or you can make this your work, and then, then well, you can yeah. do this all the time. That's fair. You live the dream over there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to support me in living the dream, you can – Again, purchase something through the ad links on my site. There's also a PayPal button on there if you would like to donate to the show, to the website. I'm not really making a whole lot of money doing this, but if you enjoy the content and you believe in me and you want me to be able to do this full time, then you can do that. I'm also going to create some more stuff on that site. I'm really excited about 2021. Big year, Jordan. We're going to make this a great year. 
We're off to a good start, Jack. Let's keep it rolling. Absolutely. So we'll have a new episode next week. By the way, uh, social media handles. Jordan, are you off the grid still? Uh, I am indeed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Jack Vita Show on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. You can subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jack Vita. I, I cave, Jordan. I'm on TikTok now, too. Oh, you, you, oh, that's a dangerous territory to be, Jack. <laughs> dangerous territory. What are you going to do? Post podcast stuff and, and stuff on there? I think I can just do some like sports comedy type stuff on there. You're not going to get into the dances? No way. No way. <laughs> that's the thing. I had the image of TikTok. I was be I, that's what I thought. It's like just high schoolers dancing. And why would a 26 year old creep like me be on there? Like that's just sounds weird. And then I found out from uh, my friends, such as my sister, who's younger and TikTok's more a thing. Uh, she's, she's not that much younger, but anyway, TikTok. There's a lot of other stuff on there too, besides people dancing. Oh yeah, God. oh yeah, and the algorithm on there allows people to blow up in ways. Uh, other social medias don't. So it's definitely a good platform to be on, Jack. Yeah, so stay tuned for that stuff. Guys, we're going to have a great year. Keep staying positive. Trust in the Lord. We're going to have a good weekend. Hope everyone enjoys the games. Until next episode, I'm Jack Vita alongside Jordan Morandini. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, by the way, and leave a five-star rating and review. See you next time. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters.